0: We're going to do something different. We have some thank yous that we want to say from, from the year 2023, as this is the last undivided of 2023. Man. That's so sad. It is honestly heartbreaking that we don't have any more undivided in 2023. We just want to say some thank yous. We got some thank yous for you.
1: We want to say some thank yous to some very special people. Yeah. Some very special
0: things that happened this year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh Talyn, you want to go first? You wanna you wanna do one? And I'll yeah, do yeah, one. We'll yeah, just, we'll, we'll just, just bounce alternate. back and forth.
0: I want to say thank you to whoever got rid of our undivided basketball hoop. One more shot on that thing. And the rim was going to fall off. All because Riley Kohler was trying to dunk. Oh. Uh, amen. Where's he at? Ah, uh, what an L, Riley Kohler. <laughs> mm.
1: That shot form though. Yeah. All right. I want to say a special thank you for always making fun of me, for never having titles for my messages. Sometimes I just can't think of any.
0: I want to say thank you to Ellie's grandma for thinking I am Malachi. I know we look so much alike. I am also not William Hall, just to clarify.
1: Talyn is not William, and William is not Talyn. I wanna give a special thank you to Rosa for telling me, guess what? Every single day. Chicken butts are real. I want to
0: say thank you to every little black baby dropped off in my room at camp. If you know, you know,
1: Say a blessing to all little black babies. Say a blessing to all little black babies.:
0: If you actually want a little story, I'll tell you after it's not like real yeah. babies, all right yeah. Stemming off of camp, I have a special thank
1: you to everyone who was in my cabin at camp.) <laughs> I'll get there. The, the one and a half hours of sleep I got every night was so rejuvenating. Thank you for the one and a half hours of sleep I got literally every night. I love you guys.
0: I want to say thank you to Mark for being named Romero.
1: Thank you all. Just want to say, uh, sorry, I'm getting choked up. Thank you guys for making fun of how I drive. <laughs> I'd rather be safe than dead.
0: 45 in a 60 is crazy, brother. Hey,
1: you best believe
0: there's a 35, I'm sitting at a cool 22. I want to say thank you to the purple team for beating the pink team at camp this year. It is what it is. (sighs) Crazy. Wild times.
1: What a crazy year. I want to say a special thank you to everyone for saying that I'm an old man and thank you so much for calling me Grandpa Mau Mau. Warms my old soul.
0: (laughs) I'd like to say thank you to Jeremiah for stepping up as the Orange Team captain when the the Orange team captain backed out on us last minute. Make some noise for Jeremiah.
1: I want to say a special thank you to Lexi Mabry for leading and just doing an amazing job, helping us so much with camp. Talyn and I wouldn't have lost our minds as much if it weren't for you, so we thank you.
0: I want to say thank you to Gabe Osborne for, one, being a beautiful man. Stunning. And those locks are just gorgeous. Stunning. Look at him. He's right here. Hey, give it up for Gabe. And for two, being the best worship director. Amen. And a youth ministry has ever seen. Amen.
1: I want to give a special, special thank you to the one and only Mr. Matthew Pyatt. For those who don't know, Matthew is literally a rocket scientist. He sends rockets into space, and he's done like 50 other things. He, hey, give it up for Matthew. He's give right there. Matthew! The reason that worship and everything sounds so good is because of him. But we also want to thank an amazing person on our sound team, two other amazing people on our sound team, Drew and Sabrina. Drew and Sabrina.
0: Sound Bruna's in the hizzy. Special shout out to you. Couple more thank yous. I want to say thank you to every. Actually, if you're an undivided leader, can you stand up in this place tonight? Can undivided we, leader. If you can are the real leader UD leaders, in this place please tonight, stand up. I want please to say thank up. you to every undivided leader in this place tonight as they go above and beyond give it up for your to leaders come and hang out with you every single week we love you and we thank Amen. you for all that you do
1: we love our leaders i want to give a special special thank you also to our student leaders our student leaders if you're a student leader stand up if you're a student leader, student stand, leader up. stand up
0: student leaders stand up let's go Hey, what, they, what you guys don't see is that they come here every single week. Setting up. Set up. They tear down, and they come here, and they get discipled, and they get prayed over, and they learn how to be better leaders. Every week, these guys are rock stars. Put it in up the for work. Give it up for them. And last but not least, we want to say thank you to Kira Hagan. Kira is the third member of the youth team. You guys just don't see her up here often because she's on the creative side of things. So all of the graphics and the way the night looks and all of the photo walls, all because of Kira. So make some noise because Kira is amazing. (laughs) This diet's Coke is spicy. (laughs) Spicy. Is it spicier than McDonald's Sprite? Nah, nah, nah. Nothing is spicier. They make than McDonald's they make sprite, McDonald's right? Sprite in a lab somewhere because that stuff is it burns. Yeah, it's wild, bro. So tonight is definitely like conversational style. So you're not about to get this long message preset you for 30 minutes like we normally do. It's gonna be more podcast feel. So just hang out with us, get comfortable, take your journals out unless we say something cool, and uh, let's get started. Let's do it.
1: You want to pray? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the privilege to be here at UD Family Christmas. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for an amazing year that you've gotten us through. Help us to not lose sight for the reason for the season, which is your birth, and the fact that, just as Quentin was saying, our Savior is born to us. We thank you for everything that you're going to do. We thank you for this time. Bless this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Amen.
0: Amen. I was drinking Diet Coke, so I burped, and you I thought probably, you were going to talk, I'm out of breath now, because I was burping so long, and dude, you were I don't so silent, to... I was like, why is he not talking?
1: Because I was concerned. Oh, I'm fine, dude. Because you look...
0: Yeah, it was coming out, bro. I just didn't want it to be loud and rude. You <laughs> should probably slide that hey, over relax, here. Hey, relax, dude. Don't touch my Diet Coke, <laughs> Okay.
1: It's two things
0: that... Uh, don't to touch win. a black man's Diet Coke. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't touch... I'm not going to say no, that. Don't, um, don't touch a black man's radio. You've seen the movie Rush Hour? You haven't touched a black man's radio. Whatever, whatever. All right. Don't. What? Didn't he say don't touch his radio or something like that? He was jamming out in the car like this, and Jackie Chan changed the station. He said, don't you touch a black man's radio? Oh, Is that?
1: rush hour. Yeah,
0: that's what I said. Right. <laughs> Is he here tonight, or? Hey, I'm good. Okay.
1: Let's keep going. Let's go. <laughs> So we're chatting and we're talking about really just this year, so the whole format of what we wanted to do is we really want to just talk about the amazing things that God has been doing this year. Because have you guys, do you guys agree that God has done amazing things this year? And we kind of of open up this conversation to Lynn. I mean, God has been just doing amazing things, not only in real life church, but just in the global church as a whole. And one thing that I think really signifies this, it's kind of a, a, a not-so-good situation, but there's a lot of um, good that's coming out of it. And uh, some of you guys may know, that there's, a, there's a war going on right now between two nations, Israel and Palestine, um, in, in this hub city called Gaza. Um, and it is ravaging a lot of people, and people are losing their lives. But one thing that is good that is happening in this war is that about just a month ago, there was um, a mass conversion to Jesus where Muslims were being woken up in their sleep about Jesus, they were having dreams of Jesus, and over 200 Muslims, people who had just recently held the Muslim faith, converted, gave their lives to Jesus because Jesus showed up to them in a dream. So can we just give it up for that, that God is saving people.
0: Also this year, we saw at uh, Asbury University, yeah. there was a revival that broke out for, I don't remember exactly how many days. It
1: was, man, it was, I forget, but yeah. it, was, it was a long. But,
0: I mean, there was college kids, y'all's age, close to y'all's age, just going for it this year. Worshiping day 13 and night. days, day and night, just going for it. Yeah. And uh, it just goes to show you that God is moving, and it, it's in young people as well. So it yeah. doesn't matter what age you are, he's moving, so... Mm-hmm. Let's spirit, make some noise for that. The Spirit, the spirit is moving. Yeah. yeah. So. That's huge. 13 days of revival in a college is, is amazing. So. Yeah.
1: And not only is the Spirit moving in places around the world, like in Asbury and in Gaza, but the, the Spirit of God is moving here at Undivided. Do you guys believe that? The spirit of God is moving here and Undivided. Um, and can I just have a show of hands? Who here has just felt like they've grown so much over this past year, whether in their faith? That's amazing. Look at all these hands who have taken that step forward in their faith and their intimacy with God and their love for God. So God is building this church. He's not just building other places, other countries, but he's building right here in Undivided. So yeah, it's amazing. Just,
0: just to, some, some facts about that is we have, we've seen probably 20 something, 20 plus students from Undivided be baptized this year. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's huge. 20-something students making their life public to God on this very stage on a Sunday morning. That's, that's huge. So,
1: Yeah, and if I could stem off of that, there's a, there's a, a family in our, in our youth ministry that the mom and the dad yeah. are both getting baptized and giving their lives to Jesus because of a student that is coming here to Undivided. So <laughs> I think... That should be encouragement to any of you who you're really the only one that kind of goes to youth group or goes to church is that we literally have a family in our youth group where the, the person, the student who is coming to Undivided, because of their faithfulness to this place, their dad gave their life to Jesus. And not only that, him, their dad, and his mom are all going to get baptized the next time that we do baptisms, which is just amazing.
0: And we've also seen many people free from If you walked into this place and you had anxiety and depression and you no longer suffer with that, raise your hand. Come on. Raise them proud. Raise them proud. Let's let's
1: give a shout of praise for that. We've got
0: some people who have encountered God that don't deal with depression and anxiety who have been in this youth ministry, and that's huge. And just to be uh, clear, I'm not going to say anyone's name, but I got a text from a student a couple weeks ago, um, one who doesn't come often because of sports and whatnot, but he said that he was praying in his room not too long ago, and he felt the Holy Spirit in his room. And he knew it was the Holy Spirit because he never felt anything like that before. But it came over him as he's worshiping, and he texted me, and he's like, I just want to say thank you for everything that the youth ministry has done. So lives are being changed and touched here in Covington, and people are getting set free from depression and anxiety, things that they used to hold on to that they no longer have to hold on to. So,
1: yeah, yeah, it's huge. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And another cool thing that happened, so just, just recently on Thanksgiving Day, we actually took some students out to the community to serve food uh, to people in Kent. Uh, we had a few people like Claire. We had a few people like uh, Jose, or not Jose? I said Jose. J- Jaden, Jaden, Jaden. He's Jaden, not here. Jaden, Jaden. Jaden. Jose's in. He's in Europe. But yeah, Jaden and, and and Claire and all those people who went out into the the community on Thanksgiving, and we were actually able to pray for some people. Uh, people who needed Jesus, people who just needed a meal. But we were able to get not only leaders but also students from Undivided who were able to go out and serve the community. And we're going to do it again for Christmas. So it's going to be amazing. We're doing it. It's going to be really, really good.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. I love it. What's our next subject? What are we talking about next? I think you can broach. Oh. You have something. Yep, I sure do. Last week, I talked about making room for Jesus in your hearts. Who was here last week? Who loved that message? God can handle your mess. Do you it was believe a good that? Message. There's too much room for culture. I'll say that. So I'm asking you, do you have room for Jesus? And I'm going to tell you that oftentimes we make too much room for culture. Our seeds are being planted, but they're being planted in the wrong things. And 2 Timothy 3 verses 1 through 5 says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous. Wow, didn't mean to, didn't mean to kill the mood here, but this is, this, is, this is scripture here. Without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good. Treacherous, rash, conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, says have nothing to do with such people. I think oftentimes, if I can not be harsh, but be harsh is that we believe in God, but we don't believe in what God can do for us. That we seek God, but we don't actually believe the change that can come when seeking God. So I can sit here so many times and be like, are you making room for God? Do you have time for God? Pull out your cell phones. Show me your screen time. But that, that none of that matters. There are so many apps and things that can swallow your time. It doesn't matter what your screen time looks like because you're going to fill it with something else. What matters is getting intentional, getting some practical ways to encounter God. So when I ask you, do you have room available for God? My question is, are you making time for God? I don't care about your screen time anymore. I don't want to know how much time you spend on Instagram. I want to know, are you prioritizing your relationship with Jesus? This is not a chore. This is not something we wake up and try and force you to do. But if you say you walked in here with anxiety and you change, it's because you built a relationship with God. And so the idea here is let's continue to build on that relationship and watch what God does in our lives. Are you making room? Do you have time? Yes. So make room. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in your word. Spend time in worship. Continue to show up to church. Make this place your home. Why? Because God is changing lives. I believe in that. Amen.
1: Amen. I was actually talking to a student, and they actually have a family where a lot of the people in their family are really hostile to God. And we can be in a lot of different circumstances where Sometimes we have parents who love Jesus, go to church. Like some, 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 some of you people in here, your parents go to church every week and and they're consistent. Other people, parents are kind of apathetic, and what that means is it's like you can go to church if you want, and it's up to you. But they're not really against it. And then there's some people in here who you have parents or siblings or, or people in your in your family that people are heavily hostile against God. They're, they're violent against God. You, you either talk about Jesus or you talk about the Bible or you talk about prayer and people in your family get angry or bitter and resentful. And I was talking to this student and the student was telling me that I've tasted and I've seen that God is good. And I just want people, I just want my family to see that too. And I think what Talyn was kind of talking about leads me to this thought of if you truly tasted and seen that God is good, there's nothing that like you could take, away, take you away from that. If you truly tasted and seen that, that God has changed your life, and that God has redeemed you, that God has brought you from where you were to where you are now, right. you actually see that God is moving in your life. And a lot of the times when, you know, we're kind of talking about is God, are you making room for God? is oftentimes we can kind of be in this place where Jesus shows up, whether it's at UD camp. Also, who went to UD camp last year? Wasn't it amazing? Um, God shows up at camp. He shows up at an altar. You come into a UD, not really expecting much, but God shows up. The Holy Spirit shows up. A moment passes. There's nothing built off of that. The thing is, is that it's a continual daily pursuit after God. Because a lot of the times, God makes all the room for us, but very rarely do we make room for him. And the thing is, we can stuff our hearts with people, with idols, with apps, with busyness to the point where it's 99% of what we want and the leftovers for Jesus. And if we are going to be calling ourselves disciples, we have to change that 99 to 1, and we got to give 100% back to Jesus. That's good. We have to give 100% back to Jesus. Because just like Talyn was talking about, what verse was it again? 2 uh, Timothy. In 2 Timothy, it's getting to a point where people are going to have to choose.
0: Yeah.
1: If I can give an encouragement to you guys, for people who have built a relationship on Jesus, there's going to be a point where you're going to have to choose. The mm-hmm. Bible says that you can't be in or out anymore. Right. And as we go into 2024, and as we talk about greater things that God is leading us into, in order to step into those greater things, we can no longer be people who go half in and half out. Come on. And in my encouragement to all of you guys, and a question that I want to ask to you is, is God all in or are you just partly in? Wow. Are you just, you just have your foot in Jesus? And when, when, when you're around your Christian friends, you're saying what you need to say and you're doing what you need to do, but when you're around those students and those friends that you know don't follow Jesus, kind of go back to your old way. And I want to encourage you guys, shine the light of Jesus unashamedly right, right. because there are people in your schools who don't need you to be your old self. They need you to be your new self. Yeah. Yep. And there are people at your job. I mean, if I'm speaking to leaders, if I'm speaking to uh, students who have a job, there's people who don't need you to be your old self. People, they, people need you to be your new self in Christ. That's good. Yep. I talked about it with the young adults where, we can't influence people to be like Jesus if we ourselves are not like Jesus. That's good, yeah. So it's an encouragement. Just like Talon was talking about, do you have room in your heart for Jesus? Because yeah. oftentimes, somebody comes along or a thing comes along or an opportunity that we really want that is not inherently bad comes along. But we continuously go to that thing yeah. rather than the one who created
0: that thing. Yeah. So It's really good. The verse goes on and says... Um And in verse verse 9, it says, but they will not get very far because as in the case of those men, their folly will be very clear to everyone. And their folly, that word, as I was looking it up in the Bible, means creating your own path. Meaning, people who listen to the unholiness and without loving and forgiving and slanderous, without self-control, you know, brutal, not lovers of the good, are creating their own path. And I think oftentimes... We start having to understand what it looks like to to build on our own path and not what God has for us. And I don't want you to build on your own path. I want you to build on the path that God has for you. Um, Because building on your own path creates what? What do I talk about all the time? Temporary happiness. Man, I'm looking for long-term joy. I don't want just a little piece of this happiness here and there. I want something that's going to last I want something that's going to sustain me for my future. So when we think of, like, actually building our lives on Christ, when we think about making room for Jesus, Malachi, what is a way that you've given up something for following, to follow God, if you will?
1: Um, I've talked about it a little bit, but, you know, my story before I came to Jesus, um, I was deeply, deeply hateful. I was a deeply hateful person, and I uh, held a lot of hate for uh, my stepfather, actually, uh, for those who don't know, my parents separated when I was five, and uh, that brought in a lot of hatred towards my stepdad because, I mean, he replaced my dad. Yeah. So it's like I, I had this, this, this anger, this, this wrath, this, this, this hatred that was so, so, uh, burning in my heart. And it's funny, I got a little bit older, and I thought I really let it go. Mm. You know, I really thought I had let it go, and it wasn't until I gave my life to Jesus where Jesus said, have you really let him go? And have you really, have you really forgiven him? And I had to ask myself, I did not. I didn't. And the thing is, you know, I hope most of you guys would see me as, you know, this this person who is forgiving and compassionate and kind. I want to tell you, I didn't start off this way. Jesus had to mold me. And that was one of the biggest things that I had to give up. I had to give up allowing people to have an effect on me. And I had to give up unforgiveness. I had to give up unforgiveness, and one of the things that God really did to uh, free me from that is the lens that I see everybody with, and the thing is, God has come, he has bled and died on the cross for every person, so when I gave my life to Jesus, one of the things that God showed me is that the same sacrifice that I poured out for you, I also poured out for the person that you hate. The same sacrifice that I poured out for you is also for your stepdad, too. So guess what? If I'm trying to reconcile the whole world to myself, the whole world includes your stepdad. So you got to go and forgive him. Right. And you got to go lay down all that hatred, that bitterness, that anger that you feel, that unforgiveness. You got to lay it down. So the biggest thing for me when I first gave my life to Christ that God molded me into, I got to let go of unforgiveness. Right, it was a big thing.
0: That's huge. That's so good. All right. Well, we're heading into 2024, obviously. And our theme for the year, you can explain where we're going, what we're doing. Um, can you tell us more about where we're going when it comes to greater things? Yes. Entering the year.
1: I guess we'll just say it now for Come everybody. Yeah. So our theme for this year was found, but our theme for next year is, drumroll please. He just said it, but it's greater things. Greater things. And the heart behind greater things, uh, we had a meeting, uh, Gabe, uh, Talen, and myself, and we were really just talking about what do we want um, what do we want to go into 2024 with? What do we want to be the word that kind of anchors us? And I've been thinking about this and meditating on this really since camp, maybe a little bit before camp. But the verse is John 14:12, and it talks. It, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. This is about. This is right before he's about to ascend into heaven, or this is when he's speaking with his disciples, and he says, "I've gone forth and I've casted out demons. I've healed people. I've laid hands, and people have been healed. And you will go forth in my name, and you will do greater things than what I did." And this is my encouragement for us, for all of you who is in this place, is that God is leading us into greater things for the next year. Yeah, yeah. And um, this, this year was really a year where the, the word was found. I think it was so poignant because we were able to be found. But the thing that I love is that we did Living Proof for Camp, and we were found. Shout being, out to Emma. Shout out to Emma.
0: <laughs> Fine, dude, whatever.
1: Emma, you're great. Uh, but we did found... We are found being living proof of a real God, of a loving God, and we're found in the house. And this was really the big year where you guys really took steps in your devotions, in reading the Bible, in inviting friends, in coming to church consistently, in coming to youth group, coming on Sundays. This was really the year where you, I mean, found yourself, found your identity in Christ. And what I want us to do going into 2024 is that there are greater things that God has in store for you that what you are doing this year is not who you're gonna be this time next year. That God is leading you into greater things so that when you go to your friends, you're no longer going to be timid and shy, but you're going to step up, be bold, and you're going to proclaim the gospel to your friends in the hallways. You're going to go forth and you're going to do greater things with proclaiming the gospel to your parents. You're yeah. going to go forth and you're going to do greater things when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you because it's, not ju- it's more than just what Jesus wants to do in terms of us getting here, reading our Bibles, and doing our devotionals. Those things are important. But Jesus also wants us to go into our schools and lay hands on people and them actually get healed. Yeah. People, Jesus wants us to go into our jobs and actually pray for people who have depression and anxiety, and they get delivered from anxiety and depression. Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, actually wants you guys not to just say that you're Christian, but actually go out into the world and show the power of the Holy Spirit. Not just say that you're Christian, but say, hey, to that friend in your class who is struggling, who, who they, they, have a, they have a physical health thing or they're, they're, they're struggling with suicide or they're struggling with depression or anxiety, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, it's not your own power, is going to compel you and be within you to go to that friend lay hands on that friend and i believe in the name of jesus that some of you guys are going to pray and lay hands and people are going to get healed on the spot because this is what jesus has for you so this is just a little bit a teaser of what we're going into the next year that jesus actually wants to use you to lay hands on your friends and they actually get well not just physically but mentally and i know that this is something that's just really gonna just fuel us for the next year god wants you guys to go and do greater things no more timidity no more shrinking back No more being around the non-Christian friends and being a different way. It's like, no,
0: you're gonna proclaim the gospel of Jesus boldly. So good. To the people that need it. Yeah. Man, so obviously we don't have undivided for the next two weeks. Oh sad. But here's some things we want you to be thinking. (laughs) We love you, Xander. Here's some things we want you to be thinking about going into the new year. Um Some things we think we need more of, I need more of, that you guys need more of, Uh, number one is, if you're taking notes, write this down, more peace, not hype. We need more peace, not hype. As I said earlier, it's easy to get lost in all of today's hype, all the apps, the new trends, the new stuff. It will always be around. It isn't going anywhere. Like, I deleted TikTok off my phone. I still hear about the TikTok trends that are happening. I'm not missing anything. But instead, we need to create a place of peace in our minds. What does that look like? It, it means praying more. It means seeking better friendships. It means being planted in the church. Because hype adds chaos. Peace provides calmness. And who needs some peace today? Like who, who, who's struggling and needs some peace in their minds today? I, I do. So I don't need more hype. I don't want more hype. I'm done with hype. What I want is more peace. Mm-hmm. That's good. Number two is intimacy, not more acquaintances. <sighs> I need intimate time with God. Mm-hmm. I need intimacy with the Lord and Savior. Yep. But I also need intimacy with good people. Right I think a lot of us hang out with friends that we know we're not supposed to be hanging out with. Kingdom friendships. You've heard me say it before. We need kingdom friendships. Remember this quote for the rest of your life Show me your friends, I'll tell you your future. Are you hanging around people that are building you up, that you can have good conversations with, that are loving? Are you hanging out with people that are bringing you down? I need better friendships. I need people who are going to build me up. I need people like Malachi and Pastor Taylor and Malik and Quentin. I need people like Zacharias who I can call and be like, yo, I'm struggling right now. And they're going to pray for me. They're going to pull me out of the slump. And they're going to be by my side. Do you have people like that in your world right now? If you don't, I would reevaluate what your friends look like. Number three, we need more truth, not good ideas and moral advice. Opinions don't matter when it comes to the word. So what I need is less opinions and more scripture. What I need is, is more Bible time and less people telling me what I think should happen. If the pastors are the only people that you are getting a word from, man, 2024, you got to do some reevaluating. Can I say something? Yeah, go
1: ahead, please. What, what you said just made me think of something that I think Pastor Ed might have said years and years and years ago. But it's along the lines of if you only eat on Sundays, your soul is starved. And this is an encouragement to 2024. If you know that you do not read your Bible consistently, you need to get because it's called the daily bread. This is daily bread, and some of you guys haven't eaten in months. (laughs) And it's it's are you are you receiving the Word actually every day? Because we understand physically that if you don't eat, you're going to die. Right. But some of us have not ingested and consumed the Word of God in months, and we're
0: spiritually and our souls are dead. We have to be unapolog- unapologetically. There you go. True. Amen. To building our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. I can't say that word. Sorry. Unapologetically. No, you can, I, I was, Forgive me. I'm Princess is you over up. here dying at me. Yeah, I read. I saw this video the other day. Side tangent. Where like you oh say gosh. a word wrong, and the person just gets on you for saying it wrong. It's like People let's just move on. Me. Let's just keep going. Jeez. Anyway. We have to be unapologetic about our relationship with God. Amen. There is no other relationship that we're building in 2024 stronger than the one that we're building with God. Amen. Unapolog- unapologetically building that relationship with Jesus. Amen. Real life. Like, the, the, the word is going to be the thing that we wake up seeking. Praying is going to be the thing that we go to rather than talking to friends and gossiping. Changing the format of how our day-to-day life looks like rather than what we're used to right now because we can no longer get by just having words from us anymore. You got to go get it yourself. If you never step foot in this place again, I love you, but I wouldn't care. What I care about is you devoting yourself to a relationship on a day-in and day-out basis of you reading Scripture and building your life on Christ. That's it. That's why I said yes to this job, because I want you to encounter Jesus. Number four, more joy, less temporary happiness. One of my favorite truths, what are we chasing after? Quick fix of happiness leaves me with a good feeling for a couple hours here and there, but the joy I get from the Lord cannot be stolen, no matter what the news says, no matter what the teacher says, no matter what your parents say, sorry to bust your bubble, but the news your parents tell you can't rob your joy, right? Because we have a joy that comes from the Lord. And that can't be stolen, even when the enemy is trying to rob it from us. It can't be taken from us. That did not rob my joy. I'm still happy. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. I still got it in me. No, I'm just kidding. But 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 hear me though. We have to stop chasing the temporary fix of this quick happiness, we've got to start going after what God has for us. We have to start building our relationship on joy, meaning when things come knocking, it cannot tear us down, mm-hmm. right? When things come blowing us, our firm foundation is built so mm-hmm. the house isn't going to crash. Yeah. We are building on something, and it's going to be long-term joy, not temporary happiness. Yeah, that's
1: good. The person you're dating cannot bring you joy. Right, right. Uh, your friend group cannot bring you joy. They right. can feed into you. But what I'm saying is... Your sports team can't bring you joy. Yeah. yeah. These, these things are good. And I, the thing is, it's like the thing that got... The things that we have in our lives are not inherently bad. But the relationship that you have with Jesus brings your soul ultimate fulfillment. It brings your soul ultimate fulfillment. I want to encourage that with you. Because a lot of the times we get distracted and we fill our lives with other things... But it's only Jesus that brings permanent, lasting joy.
0: Right. It's not bad to have things that we like, but if those, if, those, if I can't talk tonight, if those to. things are before God, then they're probably out of order. Yeah. And a question
1: that I would have and a question that I always ask, and I think a question that is so important for all of you guys as young people is who is number one in your life? It can't be Jesus and, can't be God plus this other person. It's either Jesus or it's not. And going into 2024, I would encourage all of you to truly ask yourself that question, is Jesus number one? That's it. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this UD family Christmas, God. And as we go into 2024, may you be number one. In our lives, the number one person that we seek, the number one person who we go to, the number one person who we draw from, Jesus, we, we sang in worship today that we praise your holy name, that we, we fall on our knees because you are the Lord. Yeah. You are the Lord of all creation. If we came into 2023 on fire for the Lord and, we, and we're coming out of 2023 running on fumes, I pray that 2024, we would go into that year ready, rekindled. If we came into 2023 on fire and we're coming out of it, just kind of passing by, rekindle that fire within us again to seek after you. I pray, Father God, that, you know, our hearts are mangers and we just want to have more room in our hearts for you. So if we have hearts that are full of other things and not you, we just pray in this moment that you would deliver us And get us back to the one true love who is able to satisfy us completely and give us, just as Talyn said, not temporary happiness, but everlasting joy. We thank you for this last UD of the year. May it be a party. May it be something that we never forget. Thank you for the blessing that undivided is. We praise you. We thank you that 2024 you will lead us into greater things. Jesus' name.